What a busy traffic on this Friday evening. I am almost stuck in this traffic for the last 40 minutes. And there is no way, I think, for me to get to the show. The Sienna T Radio Songbank. Which is going to start very shortly. It's one of my favorite shows. And my, my, what a way to wind down for the weekend. Perfect two hours of fun-filled music. And she has so many great features. Sound of Music. Undercover. Foreign Exchange. Name that tune. And the big wheel that she spins. For who's that? Or where are we? We cannot forget about the international stage. I have never come across such a great show in my life. I think I will have to press hard on my accelerator and go as fast as I can to get home in time. Wow! Wow! Look! I made it! I am almost there! Sienna T. Ray, making your day brighter one song at a time. Looking for conversations on books and more, as well as tutorials on using your favorite devices and applications? You've come to the right place. Join us weekly on Spicy Techie, where Ali, Makara, and Sienna provide insightful conversations as well as useful tips and tricks to help you along on your technological journey. To learn more, tune in to the show and like the Spicy Techie Facebook page. Search for Spicy Techie. everyone this is santa claus coming to town and i have good news for all my dear ones ho 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 i have a big bag full of christmas songs and carols that i have given sienna t to play for all on sienna t radio for the whole month of december Yes! The only radio station that Santa Claus loves! Sienna T Radio, making your day brighter, one song at a time. Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas 2023! Ho, ho, ho!
welcome to Broadcast Map. This is the show I cover the world of broadcasting, sports media, and from time to time, my favorite sports teams. Here is your host, Ali Musa. studio for Broadcast Map with your host, Ali Musa. Welcome to a Friday show for Broadcast Map. We haven't done a Friday show in a while, but now we've got a Friday show today to the second last Friday. Uh, well, no, actually the second last Friday before the Christmas season here on Friday December. It is December the 15th, 2023. I am Ali Musa. Uh joined today, joined on this show by Stacy Thompson, a longtime radio personality. Uh from currently at Boot 973, part of the String Gray Network, um, in Toronto. Stacy, thank you so much for taking some time to join me here for the show today. Well, thank you for reaching out. I appreciate it. Yeah, you know what? I've followed your you know what it, it's interesting because I've been following your career since the the K Fun days. And I and and I always had this sort of vision that when I have my own show, my own talk show, or my own show relating to media, these are the people that I would like to talk to. <laughs> I'm afraid to find out <laughs> what gets said for this, but I'm assuming it's gonna be all good. No, no. You know what? Everything is good. I, I will. You know what? I make that a promise. You know, I never make anything bad. You know what? I never I never mean bad on anything. You know what I mean? No, I hear you. I did a podcast one time, though, where someone said, so one time on your Twitter 10 years ago, and I was like, oh, dear. You know, so I try not to air any dirty laundry on social media anyway, but um, yeah. yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah, no, with me, that stuff you don't have to worry about. I will never ask or say anything to get anybody into trouble. You're awesome, Allie. Thank you. No, I, And I think you knew that, but yeah. I did, because I've checked out some of your podcasts in the past, so. Yeah. You're very oh. uh, approachable and friendly and knowledgeable, and, and it's awesome. Thank you so much for the kind words. I appreciate that a lot. Now, um, can we start by, I want to start by, um, tell me about, your uh, media career, please. Let's start there and then we'll get into some K-Fun stories. Okay. Well, um, I have been doing this for 30 years now, give or take. I can't remember exactly the uh, day and year I started, which is strange, but I do know that I was, um, be I began in Guelph and I started off as a part-time worker um, they used to call us the uh, cruiser reporters and we'd drive around the van to various locations and do reports on what was taking place in the community or we would do giveaways. And um, so I actually got that job before I ever went to college for media. 
um, I enjoyed it so much and I just kind of stumbled across it because I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And I had not been exposed to any, um, you know, work projects that you're allowed to do in, in high school. So, uh, yeah, so I just, I stumbled into that. And in all honesty, it's because my family moved from Toronto to Fergus and I was 19 and devastated and my whole life had been uprooted. And then I found this job and loved it. So once I took the job, I decided to go to Humber College and get my uh, broadcasting diploma. And then after that, I moved all over the province. After Guelph, I went to Wingham for a year. Then I went to Barrie and North Bay and Sudbury and came down to the Waterloo region. That was my sixth radio move in eight years. So then after that, a um, couple of stations in town for, I think it was 15, 16 years, then off to Toronto. And now I work from my home studio and uh, broadcast for Stingray across the country. And I also go into Toronto to do some live shifts at Boom. Some stuff. Can I ask you just where are you current? Where do you currently live? Uh, I am in Cambridge. Oh, you are still in. Okay. So you are in. I'm in Cambridge too, actually. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Well, well I, I, I did move to Toronto um, for a little bit. And once I started with the home studio, they set me up actually prior to the pandemic. And then oh, I thought, okay. well, I'm going to get out of Toronto. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I love it. I grew up there um, mm -hmm. and I enjoy working there, but it's nicer to uh, come to a quieter community when you're done your workday. And so I wanted to come back to Waterloo Region. And that was that. Well, welcome to the region. It's, it's again, you know, it's, you. it's honestly, you know what? And so like, what about during the, I want to just sort of, where were you living during the K-Fun days? Were you in water, living in Waterloo at the time or? Yes, I was in Waterloo. Um, okay. when I first came to the Tri-Cities, I lived in a couple of different places in Waterloo. I rented a spot first and then bought my very first home ever in the, um, Clare Hills area. So I watched all of Iron Needles get built. It didn't exist when we had our homes built out in that area and, uh, lived there for mm, 12 years. I think it was, I, I, I wish I could remember. I, I'm sure if I checked my Facebook or whatever, it would tell me the final day I moved, but it was something along those lines. Yeah. So yeah, I absolutely no. loved it up there. Oh yeah. No, I, I, I understand that. Yeah. I hear you there. No. So you're doing now let's, now we're sort of going to go back to the, now we're going to sort of uh, circle into the, to the K fund days a little bit. Now you're doing, um, you did afternoons there, um, for, um, a number of years there i think at one if i remember correctly it was at one point the ross and stacy show in the afternoon yes so um i arrived at those stations prior to uh k funds launch um yeah tell us about that too well like uh pete travers um you have had him on your podcasts he was the program director of both the stations it was cool fm at the time and oldies 1090 was an am station Right. And he hired me from Sudbury and I came down in 2000. And so I started on uh, cool FM doing middays, but the deal was even back then we were always on more than one radio station. So I, at the time would do middays on cool and I would record an evening show on um, the, the oldie station. Then it flipped to K fun. So when it flipped um, they, at that point, I think Pete Travers had left and Dave Schneider wasn't, charge 
So he moved Ross from the mornings down to afternoons, moved me over to afternoons. So we co-hosted together and then I would record the show for cool um, evenings. So yeah, started off with, with Ross and me and it was a lot of fun. He's a fun character. No, you see, no, did he then, then of course, then I remember back in, and then I remember it just became, then it was just you in the afternoon. Um, um, it, it, I don't know if it was a sudden, I I, I think, it, I don't know if it was a sudden flip or what had happened there, but is he like, did he at that point, whether you know this or not, I don't Well, we'll just put the question out there uh, and see what we, we sort of come up with here. Um, do you, uh, I don't know whether you know, but is he, did he at that point leave broadcasting? Um, well, many people may or may not know that uh, the broadcasting industry is, is a tough industry. Yes. Yeah, so, yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think and you and so, I know that, but I wonder how, yeah. So keep going there. Yeah. So, um, and it doesn't matter what company you work for, what city you're in at yep. some point in time, the station or the company that you work for will go through changes where they will let people go. And uh, you know, it's happened to Ross at that point in time. And that's why I ended up becoming a solo host. They had actually let Ross go during the oldies 1090 days. He was doing mornings because they flipped to team 1090. Yeah, and then oh, when that's they came, right too. Yeah. So when they came back from team and they decided to go cave fun, they hired him back. So it was not personal by any stretch. It's just, they had gone to sports and, and, you know, if you don't fit the format, they, they cut ties. Yep. Um, as for letting him go the second time, in all honesty, I have no idea why that happened. I, I don't know that that was a great decision because he was super talented. He knew the music. He was funny. And um, after that, I believe he may have done some fill in work, perhaps in Brantford. Um, but then after that, yes, I think he just sort of hung up his headphones. Is he, is he still like is he still around today oh yeah yeah live and kicking he's got his uh he's got a pug he always loved his dogs he's got uh, a pug and i think a french bulldog i don't know two little dogs he's married he's a grandfather you know um a young a young at heart grandfather because he's <laughs> i bet you the kids are more mature than he is he was just so much fun so yeah he's around just sometimes you know when you're done you're done so and that's it right like you don't know like see the thing is, is that you don't hear sometimes that's what happens too but you don't you know hear from people anymore like uh, you don't see them around anymore like for example you if you, if you go back a little bit you probably saw i had uh, uh dave sturgeon on too do you remember dave sturgeon i do um it's funny though i think i remember him like he was in Sudbury before he came down to KW. So we all move around in this industry. Um, so I didn't yeah. know him well as a close friend, but I did know who he was. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. That's kind of, yeah. So like, it, it's funny because see, and, and, and we talked about it off air just a few minutes ago that, um, that see what that social media has allowed um, us to, uh, you know, just to, to kind of connect with or reconnect with people who, you may not have ordinarily done or would be able to like, for example, it was funny because he stumbled across because see, and this is one of the things of Facebook that, Oh, people you may know. Oh, okay. And Dave Sturgeon pops up. Okay. You know, or anyone, right. You just 
you recognize it, you just add them, and then you sort of make a connection. Hey, I'm doing this show. You want to come on and talk? That kind of thing. Right, right. Right? So that's kind of it, too, in a way, right? It's like, it, it sort of, I think it's made our world a little bit smaller, too. Do you, would you kind of agree there? Sure, because there are many of us who grew up without social media. You know, yep. it's uh, it's only been around for... Um, I'm not sure how long of my career, but there were there were days, you know, when I started that we didn't have, never mind social media, we didn't even have email. It wasn't until 96, I think, that I was first receiving email, like, you know, and um, so social media, I mean, I hopped onto social media a little early. Uh, there was a, a page called Live Journal. I think it came out, I'm going to say 20 years ago. And it was before MySpace, before Facebook, any of that sort of thing. So I met a lot of people through that. And um, there used to be as well a, a radio group. It still exists. It's the uh, the Sony or Sony board or whatever it's called. And a fellow named Craig Smith used to run that board where people would interact, um, fans of the industry and industry people. And he connected a lot of us, you know, right across uh, Southern Ontario. So so now it continues and it doesn't even have to be restricted to obviously this country. It can be anywhere in the world. True. Yeah, I know that's it too, right? That that's I think it too, yeah. So you're doing the afternoon show on K Fun. Uh and then what and then back in about I wanna say uh twenty fourteen, the summer of twenty fourteen, what happened? Mm. Well, uh like I mentioned earlier. Um, yes, <laughs> it's not, <laughs> you know, the, the media industry is not uh, something that you get into for job safety. No, it's that is very true. So, yes. Um, so there was one day where um, about a half a dozen of us were let go. And I remember the day well, um, it was nine years ago. So like you said, 2014. And I was doing my show on KFUN. And uh, I received a phone call from the boss saying, hey, I need to see you after the show. And I said, okay. And I thought, well, that's never, <laughs> you know, because the show would wrap up at seven. It's very rare that people are kicking around in the office at that point in time. So mm. I've sort of felt like, you know, your sixth sense, something's up. And I was recording a, a show as well on Cool FM. So mm. on that recorded show, my very last break, I said, you know, thanks for 14 years. It's been a slice and, uh, you know, hope we have some great memories just in case I was going to be let go. And I thought if I'm not let go, I can just go and record that last break over again, but I couldn't say anything on KFUN cause I really wasn't a hundred percent sure. And sure enough, I finished my show. I walked out the door into the, uh, the boss's office and they said to me, um, our station is going in a new direction and your services are no longer needed. And that was it. The The boss walked out and went into another office and there was an HR person that stepped out and started on with the, uh, here's the paperwork, here's this. And, and, you know, I had never been uh, let go before, but it, it was, again, I had that sixth sense that day. And the funny thing was at the time, I also had a part-time job working as a personal trainer. Uh, I at, remember that I saw that somewhere. Yeah, it was, um, the, they're, they're now the crunch, uh, chain but it was um i forget what they were called back then world gym or something like that anyway 
So in my mind, I was like, okay, I'm just going to grab the paperwork. I got to go to my next job. And I couldn't believe that it happened, but that's how quick it is. You're escorted out the door. You, you give up your fob or your keys or whatever. You are instantly locked out of your email, no more social media access, and you're done. That's it. That's it. And I had that on the Wednesday and all I said on my Facebook was 14 years. What a wild ride. And I left it pretty vague. And the next morning, about five or six other people were let go. And that included Jay Nyhouse in our promotions department, Brian Burke on news, uh, Larry Silver, I believe. Brian Burke, friend of the show. Yeah. So uh, there were a, there were a few of us that were let go at that point in time that day. Yeah. Yeah, no, Larry, and yeah, no, Larry Silver. Actually, you know what? Somebody, his and that, and that, you know what? His, his name has been popping. Actually, yeah, it, it was funny because it kind of popped into my head. Um, actually, before we um, came on the air together here, um, that uh, Larry Silver. I don't. I mean, um, I don't think he's in broadcasting anymore. Nope, that was it for him as well. Um, Larry and I go way back. Uh, because he's probably I, still around too, right? He is. He is. He's in Waterloo Region, and um, I actually grew up with his sons uh, in Toronto. So Larry was, uh, you know, on the CFTR during its heyday in the '80s when Top Forty was everything, and uh, so I grew up with his two sons. And then when I moved to Fergus, I had actually mm -hmm. never heard of Fergus when I lived in Toronto as a kid. Mm -hmm. um, but then it turned out that uh, Larry Silver and his sons had moved to Fergus the year before. So I ended up with friends in my new home. And when I got that uh, two day, when I first began in Guelph, uh, I sat down with Larry and we, you know, had a beer and had a discussion about the good, bad and the ugly of the industry. And he was so straight up and so uh, honest. And he was always somebody that I was able to turn to. So the fact that I got to work with him was an absolute dream because he is a sweetheart. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful man. Yeah. Um, so what, what was so, okay. So now what was one of his, and there are probably many, but what's one that, what's one piece of advice or anything that he shared with you at that time about the industry that you can remember off the top of your head? Cause I, this is, this, this is fascinating. Well, I can think of actually three things that he said. Go ahead, share them. Um, the first one was uh, that radio or media in general is show business, but those are two separate words. There's a show and there's a business aspect. So two very different things when it comes to media in general. As much as we enjoy doing the show, uh, you know, it's still a business at the end of the day and money needs to be made. Sales need to be done advertising, those sorts of things. So, um, and when ratings are not there, uh, that's sometimes when you would get shown the door. The other thing I remember him telling me was that you will have your highest highs and your lowest lows in your life with this job. And, you know, in all he's right. I can Expand remember just that? some incredible things that, that had I not been doing this job, I wouldn't have uh, experienced. Right. Um, and the third one he used to say was worry is interest paid on a debt you don't owe yet. So that can be applied to anything. It's not necessarily job specific, but I would sit there and say, what if the boss this, or what if I, that, and he, that's what he told me. Worry is interest paid on a debt you don't owe. So, you know, there's a lot of other things he said, but I'm sure yeah. they were, they were a little bit, uh, not PG. So <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, no. So like, so if you, if we were to then, if you can just, uh, in, in terms of examples of those last two, the highs and lows and that last one, what would you sort of 
um, to put it in in, in ex- examples of, of or put it in more different terms for people who are listening might maybe understand it. Um, what highest highs and lowest lows? Uh, both of those, actually. Okay, well, a couple of the high points of the career. Um, when I first got into it, uh, you know, again, I think I was about 20, 19, maybe somewhere in there. I didn't care about money <laughs> at the time. You know, you don't think about paying bills and, and living independently. So mm. I was just excited to go to concerts for free or get paid. Like that was part of your job is going to concerts and and uh, watching movie premieres and and, you know, giving away free prizes, seeing people happy. It's all, it's like, I don't know. It's almost like a, um, sometimes it would felt felt like a birthday party every day for somebody because you're watching people just be happy. Um, The other happy things, um, you know, I got to meet a couple of idols that I admired. Uh, My very first interview I ever did in Guelph was with Roberta Bondar. And she, as most people know, first Canadian female astronaut. Right. before I got into radio, I actually wanted to be an astrophysicist. So I don't know how many people know that, but I ended up failing calculus in my final year of high school. We used to have a OAC or grade 13. So I had to hurry up and find a new career. And so to start my career in radio and interview my idol was amazing. Um, and then fast forward, you know, 25 years later, maybe. And I got to interview Chris Hadfield a couple of years back and I geeked out just as much. You know, and um, I don't know. There's just there's there's so many things we we do a lot of work with um, with charities and watching people benefit from those charities are are amazing. I had a make a wish kid once. Um, we did some fireworks, I believe, at Sports World, and we went up on a fire truck crane high up into the sky. And this young child from the Make Wish group got to push the button to start the fireworks and she was so nervous and excited. And, um, you know, that was tearful in and of itself, but fast forward 20 years later, that child was now an adult. And she came up to me when I was live on location. She said, you may not remember me, but I was that make a wish kid that got to start the fireworks. And I thought, Oh my gosh, she's still here, you know? And I don't know where she is today. I mean, she's, she's, but she's here. And so there, yep. there, those are sorts of things of the job that you don't, you know, that's not something you think of when you go to college or you, you know, turn on a microphone or whatever, but that happens. And, yeah. you know, so I just, I can't imagine having my job and, and being able to do that. Like I never thought I could live those dreams, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's it too. Right. That, like it, it's sometimes you just don't know what it is that you want to do or not only what you want to do, but like it's, it's often not realized that it's these stories that have the impact on, you know, on your career, you kind of help somebody in that process. You know, and it still happens. I mean, yeah. again, I have a home studio right now and, um, as much as I do go into Toronto and work at, at boom 97.3, that's, you know, not bad, but I also have stations um, coast to coast. And, and last night, for example, one of the other stations I'm on is called the breeze. There are um, a breeze chains across uh, Canada and we have a toll free number that people can phone in for requests and dedications. 
And I have a lady named Nancy from Dartmouth, Nova Scotia, who calls from time to time. And she shared a, a, a silly joke that her granddaughter had put on a Christmas card for her. And so I, I recorded that and played it on the air last night. And she phoned back after and, and said, you know, I wasn't expecting to hear that. Thank you so much. I really needed to laugh. Um, I got robbed today and uh, my money was taken. And I know that it's not about money and gifts, but my grandkids won't understand that I don't have gifts for them this Christmas. So I spoke with the boss out in uh, Halifax and, you know, we got together some uh, donation places for her out in Nova Scotia. And it's one of those, I mean, I'm not even in the province or the city, but you still have a chance to make a difference and reach out wherever you are. I mean, I was heartbroken for her and now, you know, I, I'm appreciative that she was able to reach out and we were able to get her the help that she needed today. Yeah. yeah awesome stuff. Yeah. Mm. So that, that is, that's a heartwarming story here. Mm. Uh, um, so what happened then? Okay. So then you left K then, you know, you were let go from K fun. Then what, what, what happened? What was going through your mind after that? Well, I thought I'm done with radio. You know, 22 years has been a good time. I'm out of here. I you saw know, those I, posts too, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. I figured, you know, I, again, I had a, a, a job as a personal trainer at a gym and I thought, well, maybe this is my next chapter in my life. I'm still young enough that I can make a career change. And um, well, then I get a phone call from, I, it was like the next day I got a phone call uh, from the program director of the two Guelph stations again. Let's go have a coffee. Let's chat. And so I thought, okay, well, I'll hear what this fellow has to say. And um, it ended up that the, the work that was required versus the money that was going to be paid. I, I, I just, I couldn't do it. You know, not a lot of people make a lot of money in this industry. Uh, we no. do it because we love it. Yep. Sometimes you end up making more money um, larger markets or doing, you know, remotes and side projects and those kinds of things. But uh the work and everything. I just said, you know what? No, I'm good. Thanks so much for the offer. Um, it's been a slice. And then shortly after that, I got approached by uh, Scott Turner, who at the time was the program director of 91.5 The Beat and Dave in uh, KW. And he said, uh -huh. look, I have some very part-time work. Uh, you know, we got an old school throwback Sunday show and maybe you'd be interested in that because you used to host an 80s show. And I thought, you know what? I'll do that for sure once or twice a week and, and it'll be fun. I don't have to worry about the politics of the industry. So six weeks later, I was down the street at these other stations. I hadn't expected to do that. Um, Scott, but he's one of the good ones, Scott Turner. Yep. You know what? I have some really, I've been very lucky to work for some amazing program directors. Scott Turner is one. Pete Travers was another one. Um, Mark Burley was another one. Uh, my current program director, Troy McCallum in Toronto. Amazing. So I've been very, very lucky with a lot of the places. But anyway, yeah, Scott picked me up. And um, then, yeah, it it snowballed from there. I, I you know, because then he would have me fill in on Dave just yeah. because rock was a little bit more my genre, I think. And then uh, fast forward another month or so. And that's when Troy phoned and said, hey, you know, he tried to get me in Toronto years ago because I was also at 1050 Chum at the same time I was doing everything in KW. And when I, when, when 1050 chum folded, Troy tried to get me into Toronto 
then. And uh, the the powers that be within the company said, absolutely not. She's not working for a competing station in Toronto and in Kitchener. So when I got let go uh, from Hayfun, Troy phoned and said, well, how about now? <laughs> and so for whatever reason, the two companies, um, you know, the, the core stations in town here and Boom in Toronto, they allowed me to work for two separate companies at the same time. Uh, so how did that work? Can you explain that? Because that because now because there's often you often because I've you often now I've often heard now of the not like there's the non-compete clause there when you're working for two different radio stations and and Toronto Mike has done some conversation on this too with people yeah, that he's I, I've I've been on Toronto Mike's uh, yep. podcast as well. Yeah, I listen to that. <laughs> He's a great, he's a good fella. I got to meet his mom and everything, but um, well, again, that was a rarity that would probably never happen again. The reason why they allowed it was um, at the time, Boom was owned by Newcap Radio and they said, well, we don't have any Newcap stations in Waterloo region, so we don't care. And the chorus stations, they didn't reach Toronto. Uh, So, so they just kind of quietly let me do it because it was just part-time. It was really only technically I was hired to do a Saturday show in Toronto and a Sunday show in, in Kitchener. That was it. But what would happen was somebody would go on vacation or somebody would phone in sick. And so you get these last minute, Hey, we need you to fill in here. We need you to fill in here. And um, then on top of that, um, the person in Guelph that was uh, running the afternoon show on magic left and then they asked me to fill in there. So at one point I was working three different markets, um, four or five different radio stations at the same time. And so my only concern was don't mess up the call letters, make sure you know where you are and don't, don't screw it up. So yeah. it was insane. I mean, I would be, I would work a morning show, let's say start at eight o'clock on the beat or something and work that till two. Then I'd drive to Toronto and do a six to midnight on the same day. And then it'd be up the next day to do a noon to six. So sometimes I would just sleep on the couch in Toronto. And I thought, I can't believe I'm doing this again. Uh, I felt like a college kid just running around everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Now how did like, see the thing is that, but see, how did you find you were able to like make it in time? Like say, um, like in that sort of situation of Toronto because of the like, see with the amount of traffic these days, um, how how were you able to do that? Make it to Toronto from eight to two, like do an eight to two shift on the beat and then try to make it for six in uh, Toronto. Well, I, I still commute now. So I'm, I'm usually aware of just how long it takes. Um, so again, that four hours is plenty of time for driving. I tried to do the, uh, the go train and, you know, those sorts of things like get down to union station. So I wouldn't have to drive, but that took, so much longer and there was no parking half the time and it was expensive to take an uber to drop you off and so yeah so no four hours is plenty of time it's just um i remember being tired all the time i was just tired because i was in my 40s and thinking like i can't believe i'm doing this it's one thing to be you know in college or in your 20s you can run around and burn you know the candle both ends kind of thing but um uh, there's something, I guess, about, I don't want to label the entire generation, but as a Gen Xer, um, I I just grew up as a hard worker. I've been working since I was 13, sometimes two jobs all throughout high school. And so this was just the same thing to me. Okay. Yeah. But see, I think, but, but I think it's different now 
in a sense where and now doing that it it like i'm talking for somebody younger than me even i'm 34 but i'm talking about somebody younger than me say in their 20 say 20 say 23 24 let's take that let's take 24 as an average okay um talking somebody younger than me to do that like there's more i think involved now in well the workplace. Sure. You know what? The, the workplace has changed though. I mean, and, and while yeah. I'm talking about that running around, even still, that was nine years ago, which yeah, uh, things have changed. The, the pandemic changed things. Generations have changed things. And um, the industry itself has changed quite a bit. When I first started uh, in radio, they used to tell us there's no such thing as a sick day. And the, the joke was, if you're what was it? If you're sick, bring a bucket. If you're dead, bring a note. There was no excuse. You couldn't have a day off. You couldn't whatever. And we would show up, you know, on death's doorstep, but we still went on the air and boy, we thought we were tough. And now you look at it and you're like, well, that was stupid because yep. um, not only are you infecting everybody else. I mean, this pandemic did a, did a, a wonder on uh, having people, you know, reevaluate what's important in your life. And if you love your job, sure. Absolutely. That's great. But you shouldn't have to hustle like that because if you're not putting your health, you know, ahead of things, you're not going to be around to do your job. So, yeah. So yeah, yeah, that was, that was just a different time. And it's funny because it wasn't even a decade ago. So I I don't know that I would do that today. No. Yeah. (laughs) So how, so you do, um, so you mentioned this. So now are you mainly able to work now from home mainly? Or um, you mentioned there are a couple days a week that you go into uh, to Toronto. Like, is how is that only twice a week, or is that a little bit more sometimes? Well, again, it depends on. Uh, I still fill in for people, so the the main person that I fill in for at Boom is uh, May Potts. She May does Potts, yep. the midday show there. Yep. Um, but she gets six weeks vacation. So, <laughs> so the <laughs> the way it works. Um, the boss, Troy usually has it that I will fill in for her show. It's just, it's something that's consistent for the listeners as well. So they know if it's not May, it's going to be Stacy. It's not musical chairs and somebody off the street and, you know, this new person. And and so that's just the way it's been for the nine years I've been at Boom. Uh, if, if you're not going to tune into May and she's off, it'll be Stacy. So um, I'm, I'm actually going in this weekend. Um, we just actually hired uh, Tarzan Dan. Uh, we had somebody leave in September who was working part-time and, and Tarzan Dan is somebody that uh, many people are familiar with. If they watched YTV in the nineties, um, he had his hit list show. He was on CFTR and uh, he's actually out in Calgary right now, but does the show live from Calgary and patches into the Toronto studio. Um, so we have that option. I mean, from my studio, I can record or I can patch in live. If there's a snowstorm. Um, I've had that where it's like, okay, I'm not driving into the Toronto studios today because in rush hour, it's already a two and a half hour drive for me. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. so I'll just sit in my studio at home and patch right into the control room there. And uh, off we go. People can call in. It's the, it, you know, it's like I'm sitting there, but I'm here. Um, but I actually prefer to be in the studio because I like to be with other people. Uh, th- it's convenient to work from home. And, and, you know, again, not dealing with rush hour, but I miss, I miss the people. That's what I miss about working from home. 
You know what? And and I I complete. You know what? I under. You know what? And and I I I understand and hear where you're coming from with that. But what about if we look at it? See, for me, right now we're sort of. It's almost like a different sort of thing, right? But but but, you see, for me, being totally blind, right? For me. It's made it a lot. I think that these oper- that see being able to record from home doing a podcast and everything and whatever else, I think it's made I feel it's it's created more opportunities for me, right? Because I don't have to worry about, you know, I don't have to worry about traveling. I don't have to worry about right go, about, you know, being somewhere within a specific time frame. But I I I I I get that side of it too. I understand both sides of it. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I I get it as well. And you know what? Um while you're talking about in your specific case, uh, d- it yeah. depends too on where you're working in what market. Like um, yeah. when I got to boom, we had mm. um, one of the people that was there was also legally blind and right. he okay. started in Wingham. Um, it, it's so funny. There was a whole bunch of us there that had all worked at the little Wingham station at one point in time in our careers. Um, but when he came to Toronto, actually we had two, two people. We had one of them, um, our producer, uh, Derek Wellsman, and we had um, the other guy. He he has a blind gamer um, uh, following, uh, a YouTube channel, and everything. So uh, it just made it much easier for them in Toronto because they didn't, you know, there's the TTCs there, and they can get to the mm-hmm. wherever with that. But um, but now, sure, uh, not only is it easier to just sit down at home, you know, and you you could not that you want to be in your pajamas. I it's funny working from home. Um, I got this tip from somebody else that worked from home for many years. She said, get dressed and put on a pair of shoes because it gets you into work mode as opposed to being in your slippers and pajamas. So that's what I try to do. And my, I have my studio on one floor. I have, you know, I'm trying to separate it as much as possible from home. So the convenience is there, but I still want to get my, my mental vibes into work mode. Um, But this job is all about, for me anyway, it was, it was about, um, yeah, it was about the people and the conversations. And so now I feel a little bit stifles working from home. I really do miss seeing the the studio and the vibes and having people run up and down the halls and uh, going out to, to public events like that all shut down during the pandemic. And we're only still slowly getting it back. So. Yeah, I did. Go, yeah, no, that's it. You know, and I, and, I, and that was one thing too. I did go out to the um, uh, Drayton place this year uh, again um, with the with the uh, with the CCB, the Canadian Council of the Blind group. They do like a group. Um, they have like a they uh, like a group uh, event where they'll do like these outings, mm-hmm. and and. Um, Actually, last week, actually, I just actually saw the uh, Peter Pan, the Panto, actually. How um, was it? Oh, I loved it. I nice. enjoyed the performance. Well put on. And uh, before that, it was Fiddler, Fiddler on the Roof, actually, mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago. No, I, I enjoyed getting to all those. I, I went to 12 shows this year, and, um, and, uh, and I'll be doing 12 again next year, too. Right? Because, see, that's kind of what I consider that, uh, for me that sort of outing and connection mm-hmm. so that's kind of what i um look at in that sort of realm um right. now see um kind of where 
Whereas when I'm here in studio, it's a little bit different too, because at least now, like I'm looking at it from a sense of, okay, yeah, I'm doing some actual, some, some work here and actual, that sort of piece as well. Right. Where I'm kind of sitting here doing, you know, and, and, and anything else. And no, I'm not in my pajamas, by the way, for anybody that's wondering. <laughs> He's not, I can attest. I can see the camera. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> um, no, and, and kind of where, um, as we um, sort of look at it then. Now, um, now I, I think at that point when you had left or at the time you had left uh, K-Fun or prior to your, you leaving there, I think Dave Schneider had already left uh, because he was running for city council at that time. Um, yeah, there. so K-Fun went through some changes where it was originally owned by uh, Chum. Right. broadcasting and then chum sold it to bell and then yeah. bell media took over and they decided to make some changes so dave schneider left a few months before me i think it was april of the same year and then i was august right. so uh there was him and uh, another fellow paul culiari who was our general manager and and since i've left there have been other people like every so often again it doesn't matter what company you're at but yeah. they will uh you know cut some ties with people and that was that was my first time getting let go and it wasn't my last since so yeah I, yeah and that's it right like i mean in and i think and i remember you said it best um one time um um that quote and i'm quoting your words that quote every company will will take their time to will take its time quote to do that uh, sure. this was after this was after the Bell Media because you had made that. Uh, this was after the uh, the Bell Media cuts back in June. Yeah, again, uh, and it and it doesn't matter whether it's Bell or Chorus or Rogers or, for that matter, the company that I'm working for. Um, after I left K Fun, and you know, Larry Silver, another quote that he gave was, "Yeah, uh, you haven't." I'm trying to figure out how to say this without saying a. No, go letter. ahead. Just say it. Go ahead. Um, you haven't made it ra in radio <laughs> unless you've been canned at least once. I'm I'm not I'm not gonna say it the way he said it exactly, but uh, yeah. So so it's supposed to be a, a a rite of passage, you know. And Larry Silver again, legend. He'd been let go a bunch of times. Uh, so I I remember being devastated, thinking, what could I have done differently? You know, I wasn't making a lot of money. I wasn't. I hadn't been there, you know, a million years. I was working, you know, on two stations. Plus I was scheduling music. Like I was, I, I, it over, I played it in my head so often that I just realized there's nothing, there's nothing because it, it wasn't just me. And um, so, you know, even when I moved on and went to Toronto and I started at boom, they, they ended up hiring me on the sister station, uh, 93.5. And I ended up being on there full time for two years. And when they flipped formats again, and they let me go there. And so I went, okay, well, I survived the first time getting fired. Here's my second time. And they, that very company hired me back a month later to be back on boom again. So it's never personal. I, I shouldn't say never. I mean, you know, people have done some things, but for the most part, it's a business decision. You know, we as employees are numbers um, and, uh, and that's it. So, you know, it's never fun, but, no. but I mean, yeah, both times. So now I look at it and I think, well, if I get let go a third time, that's probably going to be like, I may be done with broadcasting as well. I have no idea when that'll happen. 
uh, or if it'll is that happen. what you're feeling that that if it had that you're going to be just done with um with with brought like is that sort of what you're thinking that if that happens again that you're going to be just done with uh with with broadcasting i don't know i i always thought that and then i kept getting sucked back in because um you know especially in my earlier years it was it's certainly more than a job um when i started it was a lifestyle it was literally uh, in your blood and you you know i couldn't wait to just involve my whole world in it i didn't i don't know i I don't know how to explain it. it if somebody does something that they absolutely love, it's not like work. You're not working. You're just enjoying your life. And so uh, after 30 years, you know, yeah. do I still enjoy it? Absolutely. But I mean, I'm not that, you know, kid that was 20 or whatever I was when I started. So you get a little more tired, right? And so that's the mm-hmm. thing. I mean, I thought, I don't know. Um, media has changed a it lot has. since oh. I started. Yeah. And, and I mean, you know, the second time I remember thinking, well, maybe I'll start a podcast. And then I went, no, what you do is a lot of work. You do a lot of work for these podcasts. So I thought, I don't know if I'd want to do that or not. You enjoy it, right? Oh, I do. No, I, you know what? I'd, I'd love for you to do one. I, you know, I, I'd, I'd love, you know, I, I wouldn't, you know, and um, absolutely. Yeah, no, see, I'll tell you something Um, for me. And actually you just mentioned, uh, um, may potts back there can i just tell you a quick story here i'd love to share this story with you. she is a doll she is a sweet kind awesome person i'd love to hear about her okay now (laughs) here's the thing go ahead no 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 i'm just laughing go ahead yeah (laughs) may potts she may not remember me but i took a few years ago a couple of years ago now well end of uh, march about uh march to august 2022 Uh, no april to august 2022 I took the Connect for Life's an accessible voice in broadcasting. Shout out to Melanie Taddeo, by the way, who who was running that program. And May was one of the um because and every and what would happen is that every every sort of every usually it'd be every week or every month, uh, there would be a couple of guest speakers. Um, or there'd be like, there'd be guest speak and, and May was one of the guest speakers at the, um, at the, uh, at, um, uh, for the, at, for the course. Mm-hmm. So that is where I sort of, that is where I, um, that's sort that's where I connected or got to sort of connect with her. Now, recently, I did actually, uh, recently, I did um, send her a friend request on Facebook, and she did accept it. So it sounds like that she probably remembers me or probably looked at my um, mutual connections, probably. Mm-hmm. Well, she and Scott Turner are uh, are, are dear friends. Uh, they worked together back in the beginning of their careers, really, at, mm-hmm. at uh, CFNY in the 80s. And uh, she's been a staple in Toronto for, you know, a while. <laughs> I don't want to say her, but she's been doing it longer than I have. So um, um, she is wonderful. And she takes the time. She will listen, answer questions. And, you know, sometimes we, I'm, I'll say it for myself, but maybe. No, go ahead. I like to, um, I like to surround myself with people that, are I don't want to say intimidating, 
but I find that they would challenge me in uh, intellect, in conversation. And May Potts is, is one of those people. Um, Lisa Brandt is another one. Um, you know, just wonderful, intelligent women. And I enjoy just, you know, learning from them and, and listening. So I think it's great that you had a chance to uh, get a, a class with her. And I'm hoping that if you had any questions, she was able to answer them for you. I can't remember at the time if I did have any questions, but um, there were people um, asking her questions, like people from the class. And right. she certainly did a very, very, as thorough of a job that she was able to do with answering the questions. Nice. Nice. I don't get to see her very often because unfortunately she's off when I'm in. Right. And we'll, yep. we'll chat sometimes. Um, I'll have finished her show, let's say, and I'm driving, you know, back home and I'll call her and uh, you know, we, we have a nice chat. I love that we have, you know, hands-free options in the car now. Um, uh, but uh, other than that, I, I hope yes. Well, it, it's, I don't know. I guess it's like that because it's, I hook it up to the car itself and it just comes through the speakers. I mean, oh, I'm yeah, not yeah. that tech savvy anymore. I used oh, no, to think I was. Anymore. But, oh. No, no. I started, I used to be a big gamer and I, you know, have always loved technology, but sometimes I sit there and it takes me longer to grasp things. And I think to myself, well, that's just a part of getting older. You know, technology is faster and um, it's not a demise, but it's just the way it works. Right. So, yeah. so yeah, well, I don't know how the phone well, works I mean, in the and, car. <laughs> it just works, uh, which is great. Yeah, no, but I think, yeah, no, but like, but see, but I mean, I think, but see in broadcasting though, it does require, even for an on-air person now, it requires a lot of technical skills too, to learn how to, you know, to run the, although it's become easier, but it does require um, learning them. You know, um, there was somebody else that I remember talking about this too. And all it is, is it's just a new tool. Uh, yeah. As much as it's changed, it's just a new, a different tool doing the same job. So when I first started in Guelph, um, I used to be so excited because I would wind carts. And what those were uh, be before we, you know, now we have MP2s and MP4s and everything, you know, we play all our music online. But back then we were still playing records and CDs and these carts were like eight tracks, um, you know, back in the seventies, people would have an eight track player. And these were essentially those, they were, they were plastic carts with tape in them. And I would have to cut and wind and stick these tapes and put them all together. And that's where we would play our commercials or our IDs and jingles. And I sat in a little cubby and, and made those all day. And I was loving my life. And when we would record calls, we did them on big reel to reels. They were just big reels of tape and you'd have to cut them with a blade and, uh, you know, it was time consuming. So then uh, we ended up with something, you know, you either have, let's say, Adobe Audition or Vox Pro is a godsend, my goodness. So you can record and cut those calls. What used to take 10 minutes, you can do in, in under a minute. And so, you know, yeah, you need to learn, but it's just, it's not like it gets dumped on you all at once. Every time you turn yeah. around, okay, here's a new thing we have to learn. Here's, you know, even, even recording shows, um, I didn't start doing those until, well, yeah, back in the day, we'd record them on a reel-to-reel. -reel. So, I mean, um, you just have to keep up with it. That's all. So even now with social media, like that's a part of the job. You need to have, I mean, I have a TikTok account. I'm not very 
active on it. I try, <laughs> but you need yeah. that and you need it, your Instagram and you still need Facebook and all those things. That's a part of your job now. So well, X is slowly fading away now though. What is X? Oh yeah. Yes. Yep. I mean, I still have an account there, but I don't, um, I I'm not, again, it's a, just another social media platform. Like I said, the very first one I started with was called live journal in yeah. I think, 2003. And, uh, you know, so, so pages come and go and we still, for our, some stations, we still have an X account. Um, you know, boom, 97, three has one, it has Facebook, Instagram, and I don't know that there's a boom Twitter, but I know that our morning guy, Stu Jeffries does have one. So, um, you know, the only thing that we don't have specifically is, is mandatory to do podcasts. We do have podcasts in the company and we have a stingray podcast website that people can go to. Um, so I just remember being asked to do one and I thought I, I don't have the time I'm, I'm on you know, stations seven days a week. So I didn't have time to do the podcast, unfortunately. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, no, that I, I, yeah, no, you know, and I understand that too, right? It, it, it's sort of like, you see, then it becomes a grind a bit and then, but you enjoy it. That's what counts. Yeah. And it depends on what the podcast is. Like the sure. one that I was asked to do, which we run, it's called relaxing reads. And so, oh my. Uh, yeah, so that would mean that I would need to schedule time to read the book first, right, before you talk uh, about love, it. I love audiobooks, too. Yes, so we would have that, and then we would have, you know, a time to perhaps interview the author, and there are, are multiple hosts on this. So when I was asked, like, one host was in, um, um, I don't know that it was Halifax, but somewhere in Nova Scotia, the other one was in Vancouver, and then I would be in, in Toronto. So I would still have to drive into Toronto to record this, and I, you know, it was just a lot. It was an awful lot because the commute is a bit uh, time consuming. So when I'm driving in and out, like I'm going in this weekend, commute's not so bad on the weekends, but I'll, I'm also in on Monday. And so I have to leave at 630 in the morning uh, to try and get there in time for nine o'clock. So, you know, and that and then I do the show and then it's another however many hours drive home. And then I still have two shows to record once I get home. So those days, you know, I'm out the door at six 30 and I'm not finished till eight, nine o'clock at night. They, they become a little long sometimes. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Now, is there anything here that you would like to either ask me or know about me anything, or you want my thoughts on anything or go for it? <laughs> well, what do you listen to? If you're going to get your uh, music or entertainment, are you, um, do you listen to apps? Do you listen to radio still? Are there podcasts that you follow? Like what's your audio entertainment? Good question. Um, I will tell you, um, uh, here's how I start my day. Okay. And I am going to, and I will name some stations as well here. Cause I think it's just, uh, okay. So every morning in the morning, I, I go, when I go, I go on the treadmill and you probably know too, that I'm a big sports guy too. Yes. I did see that <laughs> in your podcast for sure. Yes. Um, like if you look at some of the people I've had, right. Some of them are many of them, many from sports media. Um, I, I, um, every morning while I do these sit-ups and push-ups, I go on the treadmill and then I, I've got one in the basement here. Then I, then, and then I come back, then I, as I'm doing the sit-ups and push-ups, I always tune to City News 570 to know what's going on in the news. I want to, I want that five, not very long, just maybe from about five, five to seven minutes. 
I'll listen, you know, to know what's going on. And then afterward, I'll listen to um, uh, some, maybe I'll tune in, then I'll, I'll tune into, I'll take a look in, on the SiriusXM app, see what they're talking about on the various, uh, you know, on the MLB channel or the NHL channel. And then I'll also uh, uh, read. I do, I use Audible a lot. I do like to, I do like my, um, my books. And some podcasts as well. Sometimes I'll check out, see the some of the Locked On podcasts. Like sometimes check out Locked On Leafs, Locked On, uh, Locked On uh, Raptors. You know, just see kind of what, what see what they're talking about. Occasionally I'll listen to the fan, but not as much anymore. But yeah, that's really my sort of listening, sort of entertainment, sort of sort of needs. And I do. Um, I do like um as far as music I do like the I do like the uh I do like um uh 60s 70s 80s 90s and the early 2000s. I was going to ask why you would be listening to K-Fun when you would have been a younger person to uh listen to that format that we were playing at the time because we were I think 70s and 80s maybe some 60s at the time I can't quite remember. So I thought maybe you would have preferred the beat or or Dave or something along those lines but not at all, really. No, I'm not a big, and it's funny because um, um, it was interesting that, um, like, um, an an old uh, an old friend of mine, how sort of some people actually ask me, oh, uh, like for example, um, one of my favorite songs uh, is, uh, or I'll give you a couple. Um, I like uh, I like uh, share the I like I like a lot of the Guess Who stuff too. Mm-hmm. I like share the land. Um, I do like, um, I also like uh, turn, turn, turn by the birds. And, uh, they had another one. Oh, uh, Mr. Tambourine man. And, um, so. And all of those songs are older than me. Actually, uh, I have to double check on the guess who one, but uh, certainly for the birds. Yeah. And everything. Feel free so. as we're talking, if you'd like. Um, <laughs> yeah, feel free. Um, so what happened was that um, an old friend of mine, we would listen to, we would listen to, we would listen to like um, these uh, uh, music together. Uh, every, like when we'd meet. So mm-hmm. that sort of kind of got me into, and I was always listening to see, uh, I liked, I, 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 you know, and I used to listen to, uh, and I did listen to, to K-Fun at the time. I also would, and I think a lot of it was to how I got into a lot of it too, was I also used to listen to, uh, Light 92 and I still do from time to time. Yeah. I can't remember. Did they go country? I have to no, Light 90, no, that Light 88 5 did in Toronto. Oh, I see. I didn't know if it happened out here or not. I know that that it did. Uh... Actually, they've already got a country station. Evanov already has a country station out in in uh, in Brantford, actually. Okay. Well, that's yeah. where Scott Turner is now. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd, yeah. I'd I just love... checked the Guess Who song. It's older than me. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I, I've uh, I I sort of feel the same that you did. Um, where I worked a couple of oldies. As a matter of fact, you know, again, C Joy in Guelph being one of the first stations was an oldie station. When I worked, there was fifties, sixties and seventies that they played then. And so that was obviously much older than, than the demographic that I would be listening to, but 
it's familiar and it's and it's uh, like it would be stuff that I would know because you know my mom or my parents listened to it or whatever. Um, and then I did yeah, ten fifty chum and and oldies ten ninety and then K fun. So there's been a lot of even now boom ninety seven three um, is a you know a, a classic station. So it's still got your seventies eighties nineties and I can't believe the nineties is now like over thirty years <laughs> old. <laughs> so so you know. It's, it's just something that's so familiar and comforting. And I, I think that it sounds like you have an old soul if you're uh, <laughs> able to enjoy and love the music, you know? I believe, so. you know what? That's fair. I, I, I think I do. Yeah, I, I don't enjoy, I'm no, I don't enjoy any of, um, any of, um, of today's, uh, I don't enjoy um, much of today's sort of. Uh, you're not a Swifty? No. <laughs> no, not a you know birthday. Come on. <laughs> I liked a you know what? I liked a lot of Taylor Swift's. I liked some of her older stuff before she got into what she did. Do you remember uh Love Story? Um I, when the song Love Story when she did uh some of her older stuff, like Love Story. That's that was stuff that um I probably played during when I worked at the beat um you belong so that's with going me. back about eight or nine years right well i think yeah i think it could when did yeah i think when did that one yeah i think yeah I don't um know. you belong with me um some of that stuff i um that that was some of the stuff that but when she got into what she like now the stuff that she kind of got into now what she got into now um what she's into now i'm not huge on uh her stuff now and Drake, i'm not a fan of him either <laughs> well um again I, I i'm at the point now where i've been i've been in radio longer than i've not been in, in radio yeah so uh a lot of the songs i equate to okay where was i living where was i working um you know so so britney spears you know baby one more time oh okay. that's one of my favorites too right and so i was in north bay when that came out and i was a music director up there and i remember you know that's what i equated to so all the feelings of music it just depends on where i worked or where i was living um you know it's it's a funny thing so sometimes it gets blurred together especially because in my earlier days i was moving every year or two um you know like i said i got to waterloo and that was my sixth move in eight years so, um, in fact, I don't think I've lived anywhere longer in my life than maybe 10, 11 years in a, wow. in a house. So the, the studios where K-Fun was, that's the longest I'd ever walked into the same set of doors in my entire life, 14 years. Wow. So, no, that's and now they've shut down that studio and they've got the new studio set up at the old Lulu's. Um, so, so a little, little piece of history for any of us who walked those halls or listened to those stations, the stations are still around, of course, but I mean, um, you know, many of us that worked there made lifelong friends. And that's why when I went back to Toronto for a few years and went, okay, I don't have to live here anymore. I came back to Waterloo region because this, although I didn't grow up here, this is sort of the closest that's been a home to me. I don't have relatives in this city. I don't, you know, but, but this is the familiarity. And uh, you, you can't, you can't knock this Waterloo region. I love it here. 
No, and you know so. what? That's it. I think that's sort of it too. Yeah, no, you know what? I think it'd be interesting. Now, it was funny. It was interesting. Now, Larry Silver, where he like Mike Hogan actually. I had Mike Hogan on back uh, several months back in uh, July. There, mm-hmm. uh, do you remember Mike Hogan? I do. Yes. Yeah. Now with the Argos, of course, but um, um, you know he meant he 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 also like he 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 worked with um Larry Silver. I think he was actually one of his first bosses. I think or and um. Uh, and and so like it's like I I you know and 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 I, then I was sort of thinking to I was wondering if he was if he he's still around or whatever and it's like I, I he would be one that um you know I think it'd be interesting if he was willing to do it I think it'd I don't be know if he's got a home studio set up or not um that's a good question he's still like again he's still here in Waterloo region and and it's been my like I'm the one that's bad that I haven't seen him um when the pandemic kicked in I really just became a hermit and so yeah. we are still crawling out of it and when I get asked hey do you want to go out here hey do you I'm like no I'm cool I just want to chill at home I don't know if it's an age thing or I'm just so comfortable with working and being at home all the time that I'm like meh I don't feel like putting on pants and going to a pub or whatever. Uh, so, so it's, I feel like a little bit of a bad friend for that. Um, no. you know, we, we text and we chat on the phone and, you know. Um, so he, does he, so he does like, he has a, a phone and everything like he, he. Oh, he has a cell phone for sure. I just don't know that he's got a home studio. I mean, he could, he could do this zoom chat through his phone probably. And, yeah. uh, but what, I mean, yeah, no, I'd, I'd love to, you know what I would love to, I don't even know. Is, is he even on social media? Is he on like LinkedIn or anything? Um, LinkedIn. I don't know. He's on Facebook. So, yep. Um, and again, I haven't seen him in, in a number of years. He goes to a couple of radio get togethers. They just had one uh, recently in gosh, Acton, I believe. And I almost went, but I went to it 10 years ago. Um, and I felt very, I felt too young for the group, to be honest. These were a bunch of seasoned veterans who have long since retired and they were living in the glory days of radio. Um, by the time I got in again, it just had changed so much. And it's not to say that I'm not having fun, but it's very different. And so when I, I almost went to Acton, like my, my father used to have a, uh, an office out in Acton for, for 25 years. And so there's a little nostalgia there, but I thought, well, again, I'm really out of place because my stories aren't the same as theirs. And so I, I just sort of bowed out of that one, but no, he's still, he's still here. He's still around. Yeah. You know, I think it'd be really nice to get, you know, I would like, you know, just, you know what, you know what, I would like to do a conversation with him on the his like, you know what, these stories of his time, and and you and I did it too a little bit, that his time in media and broadcasting, you know, inspiring others, what did he learn from his time? You know, and maybe more too, whatever, any, whatever he wants to share. I mean, the thing is, is I don't know if he would do i don't know if he would do it but if he does i would love to have him on i don't know either he's got some really funny stories and again this this is a very small small industry um, it is yeah. his one of his bosses was actually um his name was robert holiday and he's still robert holiday i gosh is he still alive or did he just pass i have to check that but he was one of my college professors mm-hmm. uh so you know i 
the cool thing was when I was going to school, most of my professors were, were either still in the industry or were absolute legends. And I used to love, you know, um, on the weekends driving around and like hearing my writer professor and he's on Y95 or this person's over at Easy Rock or whatever the stations were back in the day. And I was so geeked out. And now I still have one of my professors on, on Instagram. And so I have a few friends that have watched me grow up you know, and they still think I'm a kid, which is like, Hey, great. Cool. <laughs> I, I still feel this is not a job that, that as much as I say, sometimes I'm getting older and I'm tired or whatever. I don't feel like I grew up because it's just such a, a young job, a, yeah. a young profession, you know, it's music and fun and lights and exciting and prizes and, and, and people and connecting and, you know, you can never get enough of that. Yeah, Just when you I'm, think you're like, I'm tired. Nope, nope, nope. Here's something else fun. Okay. I, I love that uh, at Boom 97.3, we still get to play vinyl. We have Turntable Tuesdays. Oh. And it's such an old lost art, but there's a whole new generation. Like it's now a, a far more popular than CDs. And I remember teaching somebody who was in their 20s. They said, but how do you, how do you know where the lines are? And I was like, oh, wow, I get to teach someone how to queue up a record. And so- that stuff as nostalgic as it is, it's so fun. It's so exciting. And especially when it messes up, if it pops or crackles or, you know, we don't want it to skip, but if it does, people know at least we are legit playing um, vinyl. So it's, it's great. Wow. So off a turntable, you guys do it off the, tur- like no, no, you don't have those things on computers. It's out of, it's off the turntable. Yep. It's literally, we have, I mean, we have music on the computer as well, but no, when it, when we have songs scheduled, we have two turntables. And so, um, you know, we have albums lined up in the studio. We have our little 45s, the singles. And then we even have the adapter that you have to put the singles on and, you know, you switch the speed and, and yeah, we, We'll play it on vinyl if we have it. So um, it's good. It's just, it's nice and, and nostalgic. And so when people are listening, sometimes you can just tell that difference, like that slight hiss in the background. You know that it's not an MP3 or MP4 or MP2. I forget even now what do we play. I can't remember. <laughs> so yeah, vinyl it is. Awesome stuff. Yeah, I know. You know what? I, I think you, you know what? I feel you and I will have to, you know, I, I think we, uh, I feel we need to do a, a part two on the history of, uh, of, 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 uh, you know, playing music off of records versus CDs versus digital. I think we need to do that. Yeah. Maybe we can catch up in the new year and, uh, see where everything is at that point in time. Yeah, why, don't you schedule, why, don't, how about, why don't we schedule something in for the new year sometime? Sure. Do that. Yeah, I love that you have it, that I can just log on and, and, uh, put myself in there like anybody can just schedule whatever <laughs> yeah yeah you, you like how i've got that so yeah i know so that's, I have, the t- that's today's world though like that's how i yeah. make my appointments for haircuts for yeah. you know, getting my lashes done it's all off the phone here you go yep i mean yeah see great. And, and you know what yeah and see like the thing is too we can talk a little bit about that here as we wrap up here like see the thing is like see i had to not had like see it was it's one of those things that yeah that i felt you know I had to, I, you know, streamline a lot of things in the sense of, oh, you know, then it's like, then you're going back and forth going, oh, does this day work? Um, no, this day, does, but this day works for me. Oh, but 
does the, uh, this day doesn't work, but this day does. Well, you know, it's like, here's the, you know, it's like, here's the link to my calendar and just, you know, feel free to book something in on a time or day that works best. You know, like that's I think for both. Right. So, cause I have the, I set the availability and then people can just book whatever they, whatever works. You know what I mean? Right. Right. I love it. Right. So that's, yeah. Yeah. Feel free. So, uh, and as we, where can people, um, they want to get, you know, they want to get in touch with you. Uh, where can people uh, find you online? LinkedIn, well, Facebook? Well, I have them all. Um, LinkedIn, I specifically use for business. Uh, and, you know, so again, if, if like, I I know it's kind of social media, but not for me. I, I keep that strictly professional. So, I mean, I don't mind connecting with people, but that's not where I go to chat. So I do have a Facebook page. I have a public page. Um, I have... Um, X or Twitter and Instagram. Those are both at Radio Stace, R-A-D-I-O-S-T-A-C-E. And um, I think that's my same handle. I, I think TikTok's the same. So other than that, I don't, am I missing any? I don't remember now. <laughs> I don't do, uh, I don't have like Twitch or any of that. I don't have a, I have a YouTube channel, but not really active on it. So, so I guess Facebook, Instagram, X. And then yes, LinkedIn is just Stacy Thompson. So um, are you, so like, where are you uh, on Facebook? Are you at Stacy Thompson? I think I saw two pages there. Uh, yeah, two, I have an, it's Stacy Thompson. Um, and I do have a, another a personal one as well, but the at Stacy or it's Stacy Thompson is the one that I'm usually a little more uh, easier to chat on. So it's funny because sometimes I don't have time for social media and I, I have to schedule time for that. Um, like I said, I'm just, I'm on the air seven days a week. So yeah. So sometimes it's, it's the, the social media stuff gets put on the back burner, unfortunately. Yeah, no, I, um, yeah, that's, uh, I understand that. And, um, and stay tuned. You can also, you can find me on all of those places as well. Um, Follow the broadcast map. I like the broadcast map Facebook page. And I will return for broadcast map coming up with you on Friday, December 22nd, where I will be joined by Brock Richardson um, for a sports chat and some updates on his end as well. Uh, Stacy, I really, really want to take this opportunity to thank you for joining me for part one of this and looking forward to our part two coming up as well. Let's do it. Thank you so much, Ali. It was a great chat. Loved it. My pleasure. And I always remind everybody, stay tuned. Always excellent content taken place. Thank you so much for listening to Broadcast Map. To learn more about the show, please visit http colon slash slash alitechgroup.wordpress.com slash broadcast map slash like the broadcast map Facebook page by searching broadcast map. Stay tuned. There is always excellent conversation on the way.